It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin. It is Friday, November 3rd. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin here on the Sports Mix. I got to move my camera so that people don't get my side profile. Colin, how are you doing? They already saw that in your mugshot, right? Yeah, but... <laughs> Kidding. Now you get well. the full thing. How are you doing? I'm you doing great. You me how I'm doing, but I never ask back. It's because you're rude, but I'm doing great. And it's Friday. It's football Friday. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> and I'm doing good. I'm, I'm ready for this, this weekend in sports. Obviously, last night we had high school volleyball. We're going to start the show talking about that. Uh, sectional championship games. Um, you know, we'll we'll figure out by Monday or Saturday, but we won't be back on the air until Monday to talk about it. Uh, who won the volleyball regionals and who's advancing to states from the area? So that's exciting. Of course, we have high school football tonight. We got college football tomorrow and the NFL on Sunday. So um, it's going to be a good weekend. I think. I, I feel like we're going to see some good performances from the teams we cover, and we're going to see performances from the teams we like as well i think commanders win i think ravens win hmm. steelers won last night oh, i'm excited Kyle. i like the sound of that our show brought to you by brown funeral home and cremations robert fields and sons family-owned full service funeral home that's probably served our area since 1880 and as you said we're gonna start with volleyball as we had the region two section one championship last night and you also added that we will not be covering regionals i'll do my best i know jim klein our color commentator that helps us out with high school volleyball will be in attendance i believe during regionals uh so i'll text him ask if he can provide us with some scores and maybe do our best uh for those that might want to tune into shepherd football to get those scores as well at halftime and post game or given the yeah, I think it starts the game because I believe it actually starts at 10 a.m. Yeah, think, 10 a.m. at Martinsburg. Coach March was telling us. Well, they announced that after the game too. So 10 a.m. Okay. start at Martinsburg. But let's get into the game last night. Five sets they go last night. It was a good one. If you want to rewatch it on our YouTube or you can watch it on TV 10 at some point today, I would imagine. Um, you know, we we it was a it was a good match. Five sets, back and forth action, very intense on both sides. And um, Hedgesville pulls it out. And, you know, I look back on it. I thought it was a really good match for uh, the Eagles. Seemed like they got off to a good start winning that first set. And then Musselman, what what happens typically is, you know, a team can come out and maybe win that first set, but then Musselman really dominated and looked good in that second set, and then they take over. And that didn't happen last night. Hedgesville kept fighting kept holding them off and ends up taking it in five so it was our only match that we covered this year that went five sets and it was a good exciting match last night Colin yeah you kind of anticipated it going five sets that was an instant classic between the two rivals and congratulations to Hedgesville coming out on top I've said when these teams have met for the past few years you're not always surprised, even though it's still a little surprising when they do beat them, because even though they have beat them at least once for the past few seasons in their various meetings in those seasons, 
it's still a little surprising because of the fact that they haven't done it that much. Musselman still dominates the series overall, but you still got to give credit. Hedgesville, definitely a great team. They were just sometimes so close, couldn't get to that point. Yes, they have. They've gotten one. Now they've gotten two, and I feel like that's even more surprising. That's something that, from a media perspective, at least on my end, you can look at and now feel more confident in this Hedgesville team because they finally have knocked off Musselman, who is the cream of the crop when it comes to high school volleyball in the state. Got to be honest when it comes down to that. So the fact that they've now done it twice in a season makes me believe that it can happen more and more, and maybe we're seeing Hedgesville become that cream of the crop or at least getting close to being cream of the crop now that they've done it a second time. But on the other end, there were a lot of mistakes on Musselman's side. I believe Jim texted me this morning and counted 20 in total service errors, and that's mistakes that you cannot have. Compared to Martinsburg, who we heard from Coach Martz last night, he thought they had their best game. Only three service errors in that sweep against Martinsburg on Tuesday compared to 20 last night. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just because of the home crowd or, or what, but it did seem like Hedgesville had more energy last night, especially with you know the bench and the excitement from the bench. Um, that was just something I noticed like running camera since I have like mm-hmm. a wider view and I'm not really locked in on what's happening in terms of individuals. And I, I just noticed like the Hedgesville bench was very much into the game. The Musselman bench, not as much. And I don't know if that was something, maybe that's just the styles of the team, you know, just how they kind of present themselves. But Hedgesville was very energetic, it seemed like, throughout the entire match. And Musselman had their moments, but maybe it was because of some of that sloppy play that they couldn't really get any momentum throughout it. Um, But there was something else I wanted to say there. Oh, I thought the other thing that was kind of not necessarily a factor in terms of the game, but... The crowd for Hedgesville was much uh, louder than we had the other night for Musselman. There was no students really in attendance for the Musselman game the other night on Tuesday, and then we had a ton of students there last night for Hedgesville, or at least a decent student section. So that was kind of uh, surprising that Musselman really didn't get its home crowd going against Martinsburg, and they brought a good crowd for the road game, but again, no student section that I noticed, so... That was a little bit different than what you expect in that rivalry. Typically, both schools bring students or both students, school students show up to the games and, and it gets pretty rowdy, but we only really saw that on the Hedgesville side. So Yeah, I was a little disappointed in that too. I think part of that, you know, you don't right have out. the JV games, mm-hmm. so the JV kids may not be there and then they're not Same with the around. freshmen, yeah. Yeah, so that's part of it, I think. But also, you know, usually football players or whatever come out and, and support their team and Hedgesville had a lot of kids there uh, supporting their school and, and were pretty fired up about the game, and it didn't seem like Musselman had that for whatever reason. So that was kind of an interesting thing that I just kind of noticed between the game we had on Tuesday and the game we had last night. Yeah. Let's go ahead and take our first break. On the other side of that break, we'll talk some high school football as we got some good ones tonight. Of course, Hedgesville taking on Spring Mills. That's the game we, <clears throat> that's the game we will have, a playoff deciding game between Musselman and and Parkersburg tonight as well in the Jefferson County rivalry. This segment brought to you by Parsons Ford of Martinsburg at 1400 Shepherdstown Road and online at ParsonsFord.com. They became number one by making you number one first. Parsons.
Now, back to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We're back on the Sports Mix today on this Friday. Colin, high school football tonight. Spring Mills, Hedgesville. A uh, rivalry matchup. You know, the two schools used to be all a part of Hedgesville, and then a few years ago, Spring Mills split. Well, more than a few years now, but um, yeah, big games tonight. I mean, this one doesn't have huge playoff implications in terms of what we might have thought at the beginning of the year. We thought this could potentially be a play-in type game uh, with what Hedgesville had coming back, and of course, we expected a rise from Spring Mills, but Spring Mills probably took a bigger jump than we initially expected. But they're now a team competing for a home playoff game. And Hedgesville sitting there at 3-6, and six, most likely eliminated from the postseason, but still heading into this game, want to build some momentum heading into next year. Like we said, rivalry game. It's been kind of a tough year for Hedgesville with all the stuff with the stadium and the injuries they've had. But try to end the year on a strong note against a, a team in Spring Mills that's been really great this season. And we would expect the Cardinals to come in and, and take care of business here tonight. But a Hedgesville team that's going to fight, going to put forth a good effort and uh, try to build some momentum heading into next year at the very least. Yeah, even though Hedgesville season seems over there's no shot at the playoffs at least from what i can tell for them the mindset when we went and talked with coach faircloth for this team nothing to lose everything still to gain in front of them and that's the mindset that you need going into a rivalry game but on the other end spring mills wants revenge i don't know how much you remember Last year's game. Yeah, they lost on a two-point conversion, right? They lost on a two-point conversion, not only that, to fall 29-28, but they also thought they got the ball down the field into range for a field goal, went to spike the ball, and thought that they spiked it in time. The referee said they didn't, and that's how the game ended. So there's definitely some bad memories from that that Max Anderson and the rest of these Cardinals want to go out there with and try to right the wrong and make a statement in this matchup and on the other end as you said injuries definitely have been plaguing this Hedgesville Eagle team again no Dalton Harper he's one of the leading rushers he was the starting quarterback they're going to stick with Ian Wolf as the starter which seemed like he did pretty well for the most part and had some deep shots to DeMonte Martin who is back so that's nice to see but on paper, you still got a heavily favor, I feel like, Spring Mills, even though they are coming off a loss. Granted, it was to Martinsburg. They're coming off a bye, so they should be healthy, unlike Hedgesville, who's pretty banged up. And Hedgesville's offense has really, really struggled as of late in their past four games, the four-game losing streak. How many points do you think they've put up in those four games? 40. Lower. 12. 12. 12. They've been shut out three of the four games. They're averaging three points a game. Yes. And during that stretch. That's, yeah, that's tough. I mean, but I do think some things that Hedgesville, like you said, having DeMonte Martin, maybe they can make this a game because they do have two of the better athletes or players in the EPAC, in the state even, in Martin and Aiden Fleming, who are difference makers on both sides of the ball. So, 
you add them to the mix and a healthy Martin, maybe they can do some things against this Spring Mills team. But really, you look at Spring Mills, like they have one of the best quarterbacks in the state in Max Anderson. They have Alex Eden, who's running the ball very well for them. Um, and then they just have like a, a good team. And they're still going to be good again next year, like we said. And, and this is a team that's has the experience advantage over a Hedgesville team that, like you said, is dealing with injuries. Wolf did some good things. I think he's got a good arm. He plays baseball. Um, so, you know, we've seen him throw the ball pretty well last week against Martinsburg, at least down the field. It's a tough game to evaluate every time you're taking on the Bulldogs. Um, and, but they, they stuck around for a little bit. Um, their defense, I think, is flies to the football pretty well. So, you know, maybe some things can go their way against this Spring Mills team, but it does seem like Spring Mills has, has jumped up a few notches. They even stuck around with Martinsburg a little bit, probably played a little bit better than um, Hedgesville did. So, yeah, I would favor Spring Mills with it being a home game, being senior night, a program or a, a group of seniors that have been through the tough times and are now seeing uh, their hard work pay, pay off and them get to this point. So, you definitely favor the Cardinals tonight, but I think the Eagles have some things that are good enough maybe to make it exciting, and they have some talented players that could make some big plays and, and you never know, maybe change the tide of the game. But, yeah, I'm going with the Cardinals tonight um, to win it ultimately, but I think it should be a fun game. I hope so. I always like it when it's fun and not blowout. You always prefer a yeah, Nobody close game. Nobody enjoys a blowout. To a blowout. So moving forward. Um, Jefferson, Washington, Jefferson County rivalry, excuse me. Uh, again, a game where on paper you look at this matchup and you say, well, Jefferson's the clearly the better team. Washington's eliminated from postseason contention. Most likely, you know, this game should be a blowout, but it's a rivalry matchup. It's a rivalry that heats up quite a bit. You have players on both sides that have been playing against each other for a very long time. You have some players that have played at both schools, like Rodrigo Delgado. I'm sure there's some others out there, but he's, you know, the big name. So, you know, I think this is a uh, interesting matchup, and it's always fun for the Jefferson County rivalry. Again, it's Washington Senior Night. They have a smaller group of seniors, but, you know, they've been together a while and have been through the coaching change and everything, so they're trying to send them out on a, on a good note. And... Jefferson is a team that's really clicking right now. They're coming off of a shutout win. They're trying to build some momentum heading into the playoffs. Them and Spring Mills really can't afford losses this week, I feel like, if they want to keep those home playoff games. I mean, they could potentially, Jefferson could still stay in that uh, top eight, but you want to be as high as you can to maybe try to get two playoff games. So, um, again, you lean toward Jefferson with it being a rivalry, Washington doesn't really have that experience, though. I think this is probably going to be Jefferson by 30 or so would be, you know, your prediction. But it is a rivalry, so maybe Washington can stick around. It's going to be tough for them, honestly. Yeah. It, it, you look at this game, and yes, I agree with you. You've got to heavily favor Jefferson the way they've been playing as of late and just looking at their team as a whole. They definitely have more talent at this point in time comparatively to Washington. But with a rivalry, you never know. This has historically been competitive, but as of late the past few years, Jefferson has dominated 
the meetings, and it does seem like tonight is going to be that way as well. You hope it doesn't. You hope for a good game. But it's tough there's to not really, a lot that really, realistically look at it and think that's going to be the case. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot that really tells you that Washington should compete with Jefferson tonight. They're coming off of a blowout loss to Musselman. Jefferson pretty much took care of business against Musselman. Um, you know, they haven't really been competitive with anybody in the EPAC this year. Why should they compete with one of the better teams in the EPAC tonight? So, you know, there's a lot of things that definitely leave you with some doubt. But also, I think on the Washington side, it's a lot like what we're saying for Hedgesville tonight. What are they playing for? You know, they have nothing really to lose out there, so maybe that loosens them up a little bit. Maybe they run some trick plays, catch Jefferson off guard. But, I mean, there's just a big talent advantage, a big speed advantage on the Jefferson side. I think the Cougars probably win this one easily tonight and uh, build some momentum heading into the postseason Final game, probably the most important game on this list, Parkersburg Musselman tonight, Colin. Win and you're in for both of these teams, it feels like. Lose, you may still get in, but you're going to need some help and you're going to need to rely on the the rankings and the math and everything. It's a way more more pressure on you, or at least way more, you're going to be way more nervous about it, opposed to just going and taking care of business. Musselman got some momentum last week. They finally saw their offense put up points. Do you think it carries over tonight against Parkersburg? For them, I hope so, but it's going to be tough because, as you said, those nerves building up because, to be honest, this has a playoff mentality, playoff implications on this game. As you said, win and you're in because it's the 15 against the 16 loser most likely out and if you are in you're that 16 seed going up against the one seed anyway so good luck with that in all honesty it's yeah. just what you say but also nerves are building up because it's senior night it's yeah. homecoming as well there's a lot Muslim going on too. This week. there's a lot going on this week for them hopefully they can make those nerves and make them into a fast start that's something that they need i feel like to get that momentum going we know coach thomas is going to have this team fired up but can you keep those emotions at the right level don't let them boil over don't panic because parkersburg's still a good team they got a lot fighting or a lot to fight for excuse me as well so wish we could be in two places at once unfortunately we can't but definitely we'll be keeping an eye on that game for sure um Colin, I wanted to point out some things about this Parkersburg team. Because, yes, they are good. I agree with you. And, and, yes, they've played a tough schedule. But are they as good as we think they are? Because you look at some of these wins, and they're not the most impressive, right? St. Mm-hmm. Albans, Riverside. Mm-hmm. They're in South Charleston are three of their um, five wins. And then their, other, their fourth win is against Capital. So... Four out of your five wins come against teams with losing records. Your other win comes against Parkersburg South, so that's a good one, 43-35. And then you look at some of their other results, not as impressive. They've had some tough games in there. I mean, GW was a close game, 22-11 loss. They got blown out by Campbell, 42-16, very similar score to what Musselman played. They lost to Huntington, 49-21. They lost to Spring Valley last week by six, twenty-seven, twenty-one. So, and to add on to your point, because you were kind of going around the schedule, I want to go right at the schedule, unless that's kind of 
what you were doing, but to add to that, they started four and out. Yeah. So since then, they've been one and four, not playing their best football right now. I mean, and that's when they actually got into their. Oh, they got two wins, Colin. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. No, yes, they started four and out. Yeah, my bad. I understood what you were saying. Though. Yeah. And since then, they've been. Yeah, and and like I said, you know, those first four. four games, you were playing shutout football against some of the lower teams in the state of AAA. Right. And then and you two. you gave up 35 to a good Parkersburg South team. But you beat them. Yeah, and you beat them. But then you run into you know your your three toughest opponents possibly on your schedule, and, and you lost those ones. So I think it's interesting. You look at how Musselmans handle things because a lot of these games early in the year for them are out of state. Um, but they got those two wins against Hanley and Loudoun Valley, and then they lost four straight when they got yep. into their tougher part of their schedule, possibly Morgantown, Spring Mills, Martinsburg, Cal Midland. Then they beat Hedgesville. Then they lost to Jefferson. Then they beat Washington. So I think these teams are very equal. Um, Now, you could probably say that Hanley and Loudoun Valley are better than the wins that Parkersburg got at the beginning of the season. And I would agree with you on that. I think those teams are better. But their other two wins in state, Hedgesville, Washington, yes, they're better, but not too much better, at least Mm -hmm. record-wise. I mean, they're, they're... like Hedgesville and Washington would beat Parkersburg South. I think that's, or I'm sorry, not Parkersburg South, that they would beat South Charleston. Pretty much everybody in the state would. So, you know, it's a tough game. And, and you're looking at the schedules. Both teams have played tough schedules. I think Musselman's been a little bit better in these big games, but it's it's not by much. And I think it's a toss-up game. The offense needs to be there. For the Applemen are at home. Mm-hmm. They've been able to win this game in the past. They've, I think they've also lost it in, in the last two years. Let me double check here. I, I was about to look at that too, but definitely looking forward to this game. Looking forward to some other games. So too, they won last year 69-27. They okay. dominated. And then two years ago was the year that Musselman had all the injuries and they also missed the playoffs. Yeah, they're 2-2 two and two against each other. All time? Like dating back to 2012 is the farthest that... Okay, the last two, and then two years ago, they lost 56-52. So they dominated them last year. They had a shootout in this final game two years ago. They won 2019 and then lost 2012. Okay. So really, really just 2019 to now is probably the most relevant because some of the kids may still be around. No, 2019, they wouldn't be around. So last two years is really the most relevant when we're talking about the teams that are still around. So I think it could go either way. I think it's going to be a fun game. But I'm going to go with the Appleman, because why not? I think their defense plays tough, and they sneak in. They get in here. I think their defense does enough. I think Michael Thompson looks like he had a big game last week. Isaiah Beard's healthy now. I think there's enough here where I'm leaning toward the Appleman in this one. Some other games before we get to our break to look at is this is the final week of the regular season. You got number two, Hurricane, at number four, Huntington. I feel like that's for the number one seed, honestly. And then from there, maybe they stay at four. The loser does. Well, Cavill might maintain that one spot. I don't know. I I feel like just how many points you get off this, you might be able to get that one spot. Well, it doesn't matter that much, though, because you're still going to get your points. Cavill's still going to get their points this week for whoever they beat. And then it didn't matter 
remember, it doesn't matter now if you win or not against the teams. You, you still, still get, get points for them getting a win. But not so. as much, I think. No, you still get points for them. It's 1.2 points for every team that you beat. That uh, <laughs> It's 1.2 points for every team that you play. Yeah, I know. And their win that they get. Okay. They're your bonus points. So I don't know if it matters too much because they already beat. Right. Who they beat? They beat uh, they beat Huntington, but they lost to Hurricane, right? Huntington and Hurricane play each other. I know. I'm saying oh, Cavill yeah, beat Huntington, Cavill. but yes, they I lost to Hurricane. Okay. Yeah, I think you're correct in that. So I don't know if this will determine the one seed or not. Yeah, I don't know either. But it may just separate them from Martinsburg. Keep an eye on Parkersburg South because they're the 14 right now. They host number six Princeton, so that should be a interesting one. Universities at number eight Oak Hill. Universities trying to fight their way into the playoffs. They're 18th right now at four and five overall. And then you have, it looks like, Spring Valley, that should be a win for them, so I think they'll be in at 6-4. and four. They take on St. Albans, but a big one, Woodrow Wilson, who's number 17 against number 13, George Washington. Both of those teams, 5-4 and four overall. So Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be a look lot forward to. Today. A lot to uh, see how it plays out. We'll have those rankings up um, for halftime to check that out, and we'll kind of break it down as well. Okay. That wraps up this segment of today's edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Visit them at 360 Hank Wilson Way or online at orsinis.com as they have a turkey bowl coming up on November 10th. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. We're back on the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin here on the show. Colin, college football this weekend. We got some big ones. E. Strasburg taking on Shepard. BYU, WVU. East Strasburg Shepherd game, it's very much like these high school games that we've been talking about. This could determine if you're in or you're out for both of these teams. East Strasburg may be able to afford a loss and, and still get in. It still would be tough for them. No, well, they'd only have two, and their two losses would be Kutztown and Shepherd. So I think there's still a chance if they were to drop this one. But on the Shepherd side, three losses, you're not getting in, most likely. So it's a must win for Shepard. East Strasburg certainly would like to win to pretty much secure their spot. Um, They still have a big game next week against Cal as well. So uh, I'm definitely thinking this is going to be a good one. I mean, you look at things on the East Strasburg side, this is a good team. I mean, I know I kind of discredited them a lot a few weeks ago, kind of like I'll I'll believe it when I see it. But really that was because I hadn't seen Shepard lose to somebody that wasn't really the the Kutztowns or the IUPs or the Slippery Rocks of the world, so I didn't really believe in anybody else. But then last week happened. Bloomsburg came out of nowhere, beat the Rams, so now it's it's wide open, and you got to look at this East Strasburg team and not say that this is a fluke season, even though some of their results may be closer than you would think, but that's the same thing on the Shepherd side. So I think we're going to get a really good football game. Now here's my concern with East Strasburg. 
it's the quarterback position. They've had either injuries or changes to their quarterbacks several times. Now, all three of them have played pretty well. You look at their numbers, they're all, you know, doing doing good things, but looks like Charlie McKee is going to be their starter. Now, he has five touchdowns, no picks on the season, but they've kind of rotated through these three guys, either due to injury or whatever the case is. Aaron Tobias, I believe, was their original starter. And then either he got hurt or benched, and then Sean McTaggart came in, and he was their guy for the majority of the season. But either he got hurt or benched, and then Charlie McKee has now been their guy. So they've had all three of these guys. All three of them are listed on the two deep that I have here in front of me. And McKee is the one bolded, so I'm guessing that that means that he's going to start. But also I've seen guys bolded and then not be the starter. So we'll just find out on Saturday, I guess, like the rest of the world. But, um, you know, that that's kind of a concern, I think, on the East Strasburg side. Seems like their defense is pretty good. You know, typical PSAC defense, that inside linebacker play is, is the the highlights there. And Sergey Felzor, fifth-year senior, good name, and, a, a, a you know, pretty good player when you look at his numbers and then um, some more guys on offense there, Tyreek Lewis in the backfield. They have a good running game. Him and Tyreek Mills have have led that group. Um, some of their quarterbacks can run as well, so that could be dangerous. Looking at it, you know, offensive line has pretty good size up front. Their right tackle is supposedly 6'8", 4'10". That's a big boy. And then won't be right, hard to find him. Won't be hard to find Guy Gilliard Jr. 6'8", 4'10". That's massive. That's big man. And then Elias wow. Marte, his right guard, is going to look like his child at 6'3", 45. <laughs> Still a big boy, too. <laughs> Still I, a but, big man. But, yeah. What are they feeding him? I don't know. They grow them different in East Strasburg, Colin. How can their school cafeteria have enough food? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but man. Put some numbers to your points. This is going to be a fight if Shepard wants to win because I, I know you said you look at East Strasburg's quarterbacks and – They've had various, whether it be to injuries or just who has the hot hand. They're still putting up 35.5 points per game. Yeah, I mean, it's They're a good still offense. very balanced, passing, averaging 203.1 yards. They run the ball very well, too, 192.3. So very balanced in that aspect. You also look at sacks defensively. They have 28 sacks this year compared to... 18 for the defense of Shepard. However, they give up a few amount of sacks too. They give up 27 sacks this year. So only one different between those numbers for them. So definitely going to be very difficult. Well, Shepard's given up some sacks this year too. They've given up 19. Okay. So both teams, one difference between one and the other, but 10 more on the East Stroudsburg side in both of those categories. They like going forward on fourth down. In the red zone, they've performed really well, too. So hopefully Shepard can keep them out of the red zone. Because if they're in the red zone, they're going to score. Yeah, I mean, good thing, too. Um, Saturday's not supposed to have any weather. It's supposed to be 62 degrees and partly cloudy, I believe. So it should be, you know, nice weather. Um, Coach Cater, they're going to name the field after him on Saturday. So he'll be in attendance. That should be, you know, fun. And I would expect a pretty big crowd for that as well. And this is, like I said, Shepard wins. They're in the driver's seat. I feel like they're going to be in that top seven, at least heading into the Mercyhurst game. And, you know, a lot is is 
pointing in, in this game for me to say Shepard should win. I just keep feeling like Shepard's going to win this game. They don't really lose back-to-back games too often. Like I said, uh, you know that loss to Bloomsburg was a rare loss in the PSAC. Their other losses had came against IUP, Cutstown, Slippery Rock. I believe that's everybody that's beaten them, at least since they started in the conference. Obviously, Shippensburg has beaten them before. Millersville's beaten them before. But since they joined the conference, um, those are the teams that have typically given them the issues. East Charlesburg, though, came up last year, and they were not nearly as good. Or, I'm sorry, Shepard went there. And they were up 14 nothing. Remember? Yeah. Tyson, of course, was going for the D2 record, which was held by Coach Terwilliger, the coach of East Strasburg. That was obviously a cool moment, but Shepard was down 14 nothing with Tyson Bajan to this team. Now, it's not the same exact team for either team, but right. still, I mean, they, they fought against Shepard before. They've given them some tough games before, so now that they have the talent, maybe they can win it, but ultimately, I just feel like Shepard playing at Ram Stadium... It's so hard to envision this team going for back-to-back losses. It is. I, I completely agree with you in that aspect because, as you said, for the Bloomsburg loss, we haven't seen a loss like that for Shepard. In the PSAC. In the PSAC. However, that also means we haven't seen how they've responded to That's a true. loss like that. So we have no idea. Hopefully, it's, all right, we can't let that happen again, boys. Let's go out there. Had to come to Jesus moment. Kick butt. Or it might be the fact that, oh no, we just lost. Things are falling apart inside that locker room, which hopefully obviously is not the case. I think this team's definitely better than that, and they're able to get their mentality better than that. But you still got to take that into account as a possibility, and we have to wait and see which side comes out because... Well, it's going to be tough either way. I said before the season, I thought that this would be the real test of this program in terms of this is the first year that they don't have Tyson in, in the McCook system. Yes. You know, in the McCook era, Coach Cater obviously built a lot of success, had a lot of different players coming in. I'm not saying that Coach McCook can't do this. And obviously they've had success. They've already won seven games. It's been a successful season. But this was a new challenge. And I thought it would be interesting to see how this coaching staff performed and how this team performed in the post-Tyson Bajan era. Because, yes, you have good coaches. I, I don't believe that it was all Tyson or anything like that. But when you're stepping into this role now where he's not there, when you don't have the NFL quarterback on your team, it's a different challenge. You're going to have to get guys to play at a different level, and you not you can't necessarily rely on your talent completely, but can you get the best out of what you have? Last week, they didn't do that. They didn't perform. It was a disappointing loss. Shepard is very disappointed by it. The quarterback play was not great. You know, Morgan threw two picks, and both of them were interceptions that you don't expect to see from him based on how he's played all season. The play calling was a little suspect at times. There was too conservative. We talked about all this stuff on Monday. So how does this team respond 
And I think that's a great question, Colin. Yep. And we really gotta, don't know. You got to make sure it just stays as a disappointing loss and not a disappointing end of the season. Yeah, because if you lose this game, we've talked about this too. I mean, Shepard has a standard. Right now, the expectation is for Shepard to make it to the regional championship and win the regional championship yeah, because that's been the standard least, the last two years. you're on the verge of potentially missing the playoffs. And, and I, like I said, I would go above that. I think the expectation yes. is win the region. That's why point. I said at least. But yes, I mean, that, you're not going to do that every season. Right. You know, nobody does that every season unless you're Alabama. The Astros. <laughs> the Astros make it to the <laughs> – but they don't win it every year. That's true. They didn't no, even make it to the World Series this yeah. year. Yeah. It's just it, – it's – you know, you can only maintain that for so long and you had this generational talent. You don't have that generational talent anymore. Who who steps up this week? Who who you know makes sure that Shepard's still competing for this postseason? I'm going to say special teams needs to step up. We haven't seen an explosive play in the kick return or the punt return since the start of the year. We need that spark again. Yeah, I mean, look, they started with some unbelievable plays with those return touchdowns. Yeah. You don't see stuff like that very I often. I want to see it again. Yeah, I mean, they could definitely give some big returns. That could help, but can't rely on special teams to win you games usually i know but they have mm-hmm. so we'll see let's quickly move on now to another game that will take place tomorrow that being at seven o'clock at night you can hear it right here on talk radio wrnr 106.5 fm am 740 pregame coverage starting at 4 p.m the west virginia mountaineers are back at home hosting the byu Cougars. And for those that might want to watch it on TV, there has been a change of where you can watch that. It will no longer be on Fox Sports 1. It will now be a nationally televised game on Fox since the World Series came. Regular old Fox. They are changing it to Fox, which now means WVU has had a game on ABC, ESPN, NBC, and Fox this year. Wow. All nationally televised games. That helps recruiting, but let's not get into that. Let's get into this game. The spread, if you win on those games. Either way, you're still getting recognition, but yes, it definitely helps to win. You're 100% correct <laughs> in that. Over under 48.5, the spread now up to 13 for West Virginia, which definitely seems high. I've not seen WVU favored by almost two touchdowns against a team conference-wise in a long time. I mean, against Duquesne, they probably were, but... That makes sense, and the reason it seems like is because Kedon Slovis, or Slavis, I, I apologize, Slovis, Slovis uh, former Pitt quarterback that WVU faced last year, now at BYU, will not be starting. It seems like he's hurt. Right, so, you know, that kind of makes sense then, that WVU would be a big favorite. Uh, not knowing, you know, what BYU's backup is like, um, so... Yeah, I'd say the Mountaineers should win this one with with that injury. Even with Slovis in, I felt like they had a good shot, but it probably would have been, you know, a close game. Um, but I think with the backup quarterback coming in, the defense has had its ups and downs, but I feel like they can play maybe a little bit better this week and just keep that running game going. Like, that was an amazing performance last week in terms of what you did on the ground. I just feel like B- BYU, without their starter in Slovis, probably falls i'll go wvu which means byu will win 
Um, <laughs> Why are you doing this to me, man? I want to have a good weekend. Change your pick. Change your pick. I can't, Colin. I already said you it. Can. No, I gotta go with my brain. My brain is telling me WVU. 31-23. All right. There you go. I think WVU has another big offensive game. I, I think they're scoring in the 40s again. Okay. So, I'll, I'll say... I'll go... I'll say 42 again. I, I think they don't score another touchdown after that to make it 49. I'll, I'll go 42, and I'll say BYU uh, 31. Okay. So... They don't cover the 13, but still a very comfortable one at home. And, yes, I agree. It comes through the run game. I'm hoping, though, we see a Hudson Clement touchdown because he is back in the lineup. Hudson's back? Yes. WVU by 60. I like the sound of that, too. Step aside, take a break here as we're getting short on time. This segment brought to you by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, they'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Visit them online at HagerstownFord.com. Back for our final segment of the Sports Mix after this. Now, back to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. All right, Colin. This was a good choice, but we've heard this one before. When? Not today, but you definitely have played it before. Well, my apologies. It's okay. You, Nick. I, I like the choice. It's definitely maybe slightly better than the other choice you had. I thought so. you were just a sharp-dressed man today. I'm wearing my TV 10 shirt. Same. I guess I'm a sharp just Exactly. Yeah. You know who are? Who are? Yeah. John Everson and Phil McCoy are sponsors here for this segment from the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors. Call them at 304-263-4343 or stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. They're I've definitely been, sharp dressed men. I've been impressed by the way you've been able to transition into I thought that your, was a good one. your reads. That was definitely one of your better ones, yeah. I appreciate it. Let's now transition into football. Don't know how to do it from that, but... Well, the Commanders are taking on the Patriots. Yes, they are. I think Washington's going to win. Which means they're going to lose. Well, I don't know how my Commander accuracy is, but I know that my Steeler and my WVU accuracy is very inaccurate. So, I'm going to go with the Commanders. I think they go in and win this one. Like, the Patriots really don't do anything... The other thing is, Washington just clearly went tank mode. Yes. The offense, though, is still intact. And the, the offense, offense is still really intact. Last week against But the Patriots' defense is pretty solid. That's true, too. So maybe the Patriots do win this game. <laughs> Patriots are favored by three. It's two bad teams. It's going to be interesting to see how this defense is because they've been bad, in all honesty. And now they're going to be worse. They're going to probably be worse. It'll be interesting to see who steps up now that Sweat and Young are both gone but now they're playing mac jones so they might they might do all right yeah but who's gonna put the pressure on mac jones jonathan allen okay in pain that's your interior though so i don't know it'll be interesting to see kickoff at one o'clock ryan kerrigan (laughs) ryan kerrigan now no longer coaching he's gonna put on the shoulder pads he's been out of the league for longer than kerrigan maybe I think. But since we're short on time, 
quickly get into Ravens Seahawks. I'll let you take that one away before we wrap things up with the Bears and the Saints. Oh yeah, Tyson Major, man. Mm-hmm. But um this is a this is a good matchup I think, but I think the Ravens are the better team than Seattle. Geno's had a good season, but he hasn't been as good as he was last year. The Ravens defense has been getting after the Seattle offensive line has had injuries to its tackles, so I think the Ravens continue to get the pressure and get after uh, Geno Smith and ultimately get a win and continue this pretty good stretch that they're on right now. Playing at home, I like the Ravens in this one. I like the Ravens too, and it's because of a stat that I saw from, I believe, RG3 earlier today and how dominant Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have been during his career against NFC teams. Yeah, I've seen that too, but that's... 17-1. and one. That doesn't matter. Hey, that's kind of the stance that I went off of is why I picked the Steelers yesterday, and they did get the win, so I'm going to pick the Ravens. Lamar said, bro, I'm just playing football. He doesn't care if it's AFC or NFC. Wow. Seems like he does. <laughs> Give me so he though. beats every NFC team, so then when he gets to the Super Bowl, they're just sort of like, oh, well, we can't wow. beat him. He hasn't been there yet. He will so. this year. Bold take. We'll see if it pays off for you. But before we wrap things up, Bears, Saints. Bears on the road. Tyson Bajan getting his third start kickoff for that at 1 o'clock. You can tune into that game on CBS. Can I throw Probably you under not. the bus or no? No. No? Don't be mean to me, okay. Colin. You already were mean to me earlier. No, you were mean to me. <laughs> Who do you like in this game, Nick? Look, man, I think it's going to be tough for Tyson. Saints are playing pretty good ball. They I, are. Tyson will probably play well, but their defense will let them down. Well, like they I, did last I, I'm week. picking the Chicago Bears to win it. Tyson, three touchdown passes this year. Or week. Week, not year. But that wraps things up for it might also be on the year edition well. of the Sports Mix. For Nick Verzellini, I'm Colin McLaughlin. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy some football like we will.